pew 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 Welcome back to Lasers. <laughs> this has Chrissy been our Dave. podcast of lasers. <sighs> How's it going? I'm all right. <laughs> like asking you like we haven't been hanging out all morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're you back know how days. I am. What if I was super combative about everything all the time? Like, no matter what question I ask, you know how I am. <laughs> I don't know. I think that could be spicy. Yeah. That could really spice up the podcast. Yeah, just like all aggression and uh, and very little content, <laughs> mostly just aggression. I don't know. Let's try it once. All right. The spooky Halloween episode where they fight the whole time. Oh, God. Next that year. sounds miserable for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what were we just watching that was like stressful for that reason of like people? Oh, no, it was an episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Oh, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld was very angry. It's like the angriest I've ever seen him. And he was talking, we figured it out. He was talking about Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. And probably. Talking to someone who is very good friends with Bobcat Goldthwait. And yeah. so he's like, Going on this rant about how much he hates the guy and how awful he is, and it's because he's just not talented. Yeah. Meanwhile, the person he's ranting to is one of Bobcat Goldthwait's great friends, and she's or at sitting least there. Friends. I don't know how close they are. She but. said she she's like I love him, and yeah. and Jerry Seinfeld said no lie. He said that's good. He's gonna need it because he's not gonna get it from the public because he's not talented and he's not funny. <laughs> it was really aggressive. And and at one point she was like, this is stressful. I'm uncomfortable. And he did not relent. He continued to lambaste Bobcat Goldthwait. My theory is because the the guest herself is like a cabaret performer who has a... Pushes boundaries. She likes and, a, to have a few walkouts in her show. She's like comfortable with an uncomfortable audience. Oh, no, I forgot to turn the fan off. No, oh, no. God. But yeah, yeah. Like she, she lives in a little bit of discomfort normally. Anyway, like she can right. handle it. But yeah, it made me uncomfortable. I was like, this is. We were watching it in bed. I was like, this is a bit much for <laughs> trying to relax and go to bed. Well, they kept censoring out who he was talking about and who she. But was you could see about. their mouths moving. And yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait is a very distinct name. Yeah. Well, no, no, no you can't see their mouth moving though, because they literally put a black bar. Over oh, did their they? mouths. So what? However, people figured it out where you found it online. They didn't use mouth they, movement because it said lip readers. Maybe Netflix censored it after the fact because people <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. Because now it's on Netflix. It used to be on Crackle. I bet when it was uh, initially published on Crackle, there yeah, was yeah. Crackle's not censoring no mouth. Yeah, they don't give a shit about the great Goldthwait Seinfeld feud. Crackle wants to see the world burn. It's true. Especially Seinfeld. It's done by Walmart, so it's all in for global destruction. Definitely. Uh, Anyway. It might not still be owned by Walmart. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, yeah, that was uh, was something. Sometimes it's fun to see people (laughs) go. I'm not a fan. I don't like confrontation. I don't like watching people be uncomfortable in confrontations. Yeah, I do a little bit. I know you're different than me. I'm not a real. I'm not like a like a shit stirrer, but I love to watch shit be stirred. Mm-hmm. That you're sounds a, so gross. You're a shit stir watcher. Right. My interest in shit stirring is purely voyeuristic. That's good. That's. I hate that phrasing even more than the first one. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> it's only getting better. Just the more ways I try to say this, the worse it gets. So let's move on. Do you want to shut the? 
Yeah, enough. you know, hold on, let me go turn it. Because the, the whole, the we're, okay, so we never talk about this, but we're in the basement and we're, like, right on the other side of the wall from the HVAC. Like, so, like, as soon as it kicks on, the mm. whole house just yeah. hums with air. So hold on one minute. Well, that's much better. David, did you like my ballad about the house of the humming air? Yeah, I kind of wish I just kept recording so you could just serenade the audience <laughs> with the, the sad, woeful ballad of the house of humming air. Yep. Uh, the other thing uh, about this, though, is I don't know if people realize, like, during the winter, we just fucking turn off the heat to do this show. Yeah. That's how much we love bringing this we show to the internet. love you. We freeze our little tushies off for you. <laughs> and in the summer? Well, no, we're in the basement, so it's fine. It's still, yeah, it's always cool it's usually here. cool down here. Yeah. That's why I always have a blanket. This one has gnomes on it. I always have a blanket. Christmas gnomes. My mom got it for me. Can we talk briefly about the additions to our now newly uh, inaugurated Goose Chase Library? Oh yes, we should talk about that. Yeah, so I forgot to bring those down here. No, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're uh, still in their box because I, I left them in there uh, mm-hmm. because the outside of the box was wet. So we took them out of the box, had a look, and uh, we were amazed by them. And then we put them back in, and I let the box dry. Somehow that seemed to make sense. Yeah, why wouldn't you just leave them out of a wet box I instead have of no putting idea. them back now into that a I wet say, box? Now that I say it out loud, it sounds so stupid. But I was like, well, when they're inside the box, they're not going to get wet from the outside of the box. So this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we just got to bring them downstairs anyway. and put them in the, the goose the goose shelf. <laughs> the goose, the goose shelf. chase bookshelf. It's our new goose chase library. It's shaped like a goose. Uh, it's a bookshelf shaped like a goose. It was <laughs> incredibly it was expensive. Like <laughs> Custom goose bookshelf. It holds nine books. <laughs> <laughs> Once we fill it completely, we have to stop doing the show. It's like Wait. the pictures of the Pope in the Vatican. Once Wait, the spots are filled. Do you know about that? No. What are you talking about? There's like... In the one church at the Vatican, there's like there's spots for pictures of the Pope, and uh-huh. and the the like lore is that once the last spot is full, like one with a picture of the Pope, that's like that's the end of the world, essentially. That's, like we, we that's when the world ends. Pope. When we have reached maximum popitude, that's gonna be when the world ends. I hadn't and heard that. My mom visited. The Vatican when she was like in high school and it freaked her out because there were not that many spots left already. Oh, really? Yeah. That um, is kind of freaky. But popes serve for such a long time. <laughs> but like we've had two popes since then. Well, we had three popes probably. Well, no, because she was there probably when John Paul II was yeah. there. So, yeah, we had two different popes after that. Yeah. But one of them kind of doesn't count. Benedict was just kind of there, and then he was like, oops, I accidentally the entire church sex scandal, and then they put him in, like, a mother-in-law suite out back from where the Pope lives. And the current Pope goes out and says hi to him every day. Yeah. It's kind of nice. (sighs) Um, Visit your scandalized formers. (laughs) I learned recently, this is like a bummer note, but it's true. So the Boy Scouts of America is uh, kind of like uh, going through bankruptcy proceedings or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Part of the terms of dealing with their bankruptcy is that people are able to bring cases against them from like that have since like passed the statute of limitations. Oh, there's like 90,000 sex abuse cases against the Boy Scouts of America, which is actually more than the Catholic Church at its peak. Oh, my God. The thing is, I'm kind of not surprised because it's an organization for like 
a vulnerable population. It's it's young kids, probably some of whom like they're in the Boy Scouts because their families want them to have something wholesome to do because maybe they don't have a lot of other stuff going on at home that's good. Like I don't know. It's it's a group that would get preyed upon and that's shitty. What makes me really sad is is yet again it's like under sort of like the religious blanket of like, oh, you know, this is like a a, a religious organization that is specifically for kids or young adults. It has all the same trappings of what made yeah. the Catholic sex abuse scandal so I for lack of a better phrase, easy to pull off. Right? I mean like yeah. that was easy for them to do because well, whatever. Anyway, it's really depressing to me. <laughs> it is. It it's very more. depressing. There's a lot of reasons why that kind of thing could be gotten away with in that situation, and it's all fucked up. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. Sure. Let's talk about how you lied to me. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I did not expect your reaction. It was funny. Do you want me to tell it? Yeah. Yeah, so standing in the front door uh, today, looking out uh, at the neighbors across the street, and they're working on some project. They always have their, like, a saw bench out on in the driveway, and John's always doing something out there. Actually, lately what he's been doing is building with, like, PVC and glass. He's been building, like, reptile terrariums because mm, they have yeah. a lot of pets. Yeah. But also he's been considering, well, it's really easy to do, so maybe I'll make these and sell them at, like, you know, get-togethers and stuff where they have, like, you know, people go and... I'm sure they have like reptile cons or whatever. Yeah. So he's been making a lot of those. So there's this this noise outside the house. And I thought it would be funny to say, oh, the neighbors are launching a rocket outside. And you just kind of sat there. Okay. Here's an important part. <laughs> you started counting down. Well, I said, oh, they got a countdown. <laughs> oh, it's like T minus 10. And at that moment, I wasn't expecting you to do it. You shot off the couch fast and went, get out of my way, dogs. got to see this rocket <laughs> and ran to the picture window only to be very disappointed. <laughs> At that moment is when you relented and you're like, no, there's not a rocket. <laughs> but it was too late. I thought it was I was just goofing off. That was really funny that you were like, get out of my way, dogs. Well, there was a countdown introduced, and it was suddenly very important because I was going to miss it. Yeah, when there's a countdown. I was very disappointed there was no rocket. You could basically say anything's outside and then be like, oh, there's a countdown. There's only 10 more seconds, and most people's reactions, oh, God, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, uh, I did, but I literally did say, get out of my way, dog. <laughs> I got to see this rocket, which is the important part of the story. And you perched backwards on the couch with your face out the window exactly like the, the way dogs. the dogs do, which was sweet. <laughs> and not at all weird or imbalanced. Uh, I just realized I don't have my phone, which means I don't have what I need for the next part of the show. Uh, Dave, you're just fucking it up. That's all right, because, uh, uh, well, do you want to just move on to it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do we have anything else for our intro? Only other thing I was going to say is that I'm, uh, so I've suspected I might have ADHD mm. for a little bit, and I've been thinking about looking into it, and so I finally took some steps and talked to my doctor, and I now have to get an assessment, and we're going to go from there, but... Good times. <laughs> that doesn't mean of much, being imbalanced. It doesn't make much of a story, but it is true. It is what's happening. I, well, yeah, it's like something I've been like, if you just listen to the podcast, I don't necessarily talk about it a bunch. But like, if you know me in real life, 
I've probably mentioned it. Mentioned it. it, it if we're <laughs> fairly close, it had been mentioned. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's what's going on with me. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to an hour long <laughs> mental health assessment. Right. Which Whoa. doesn't sound. It's no, it, it's an exam. It's a. I'm it's not like looking a final forward exam. to the actual doing of it, but I'm looking forward to having some like my doctor knowing what to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it won't be fun, but it'll be good to have some ideas. Yeah, and then I'll probably start therapy also, so that will be good. Yeah, all right. With that in mind, I think we should play a game. A game. I would like to play a game. Would you like to play a game? I always want to play a game. <laughs> I feel like Charlie from Italy. I'm dying to play this game with you. <laughs> it's called Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's play a game. I would like to play a game called Trues and News. Yeah, all right. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me? It's time for Trues and News. Time to play Trues and News. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. Famous game. Famous game. The game that's taken the internet by storm. A Merv Griffin production. <sighs> That's right. It's time for that game that everyone loves. Everyone's very favorite game. Probably the most, I would think, popular game on the internet at this point. So uh, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I've somehow missed this game, and I'm going to need a rundown on how to play it before we play. Are you serious? Yeah. You've never heard of Trues and Fnews? I've never once heard or played multiple times on a podcast this game. That's so weird to me. All right. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, Trues and Fnews is a game, a classic game, an internet game, a game that's taken the internet by storm, a news game in which I present to you two false stories, one true story. You have to decide which of these stories is the false story, the Fnews, or the true story, the trues. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good, and then you, that was a really aggressive yeah, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you gremlin. I don't know what that is. I don't either. You felt right in the moment. You but go a little little crazy in the eyes when you do it, though. I, I made a lot of weird decisions this episode. Yeah, I, we're I'm, just embracing it. I'm just not, I don't know, I'm off my game somehow. I'm like like tilted like 45 degrees right. off somehow. It's okay. This whole episode is gonna be a ride. <sighs> All right. Well, let's kick it off this way then. All right. Uh, here we are. Are you ready? Yes. Story number one. <clears throat> the American Asparagus Consortium, a group of American asparagus farmers, have pitched a series of products to try and increase demand for asparagus worldwide, including a new asparagus-based energy drink that is loaded with B vitamins. Yeah, right. Number two. Tomato, tomato. A debate at a bar in Bend, Oregon, over the correct pronunciation of the word espresso has left one critically injured and three others wounded. Number three, in a recent election for counselor of Ampunja, Namibia, a winner was declared with 85% of the vote. His name? Adolf Hitler. All right, I need repeats. All right, here we go again. Story number one. The American Asparagus Consortium, a group of American asparagus farmers, have pitched a series of products to try and increase demand for asparagus worldwide, including a new asparagus-based energy drink that is loaded with B vitamins. Number two, tomato, tomato, a debate at a bar in Bend, Oregon, over the correct pronunciation of the word espresso, has left one critically injured and three others wounded. 
Number three, in the recent election for counselor of Ompunja, Namibia, a winner was declared with 85% of the vote. His name? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> womp womp. Okay. Right. I have mine. Number one, sexy asparagus sells. <laughs> okay. Number two, I'll stab a bitch who says espresso. <laughs> yeah. And number three, who voted for Adolf Hitler again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All um, right, who did it? Who was it? Who voted Hitler? Come oh, on. Yeah, it was a lot of you. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, these are hard. I thought they were all going to be fruit or vegetable based when you said tomato, tomato in the second one. (laughs) Right. Like there's a theme. Um, (laughs) This is tough. Uh You know, (sighs) you can walk through your process a little bit. So, you mean you don't just want to hear me go, hmm? Um, <laughs> right, it's great, it's great radio or whatever so this is. So, the, the first one, uh, I wasn't originally leaning towards it, but now I kind of am. The, hmm. the third one, I don't want to be real, so I'm not going to vote for it okay. as true. I just don't want it to be real. Okay. Which means it probably is. Uh, <laughs> the second one... Takes place in like a bar, and if it's current, that can't really, that's not really happening. So I'm like, is if it's recent, then I feel like I'm being misled. The, <laughs> the implication of all of these true and false is that they are recent. So I'll give you that. Okay, so I'm... I'm avoiding that one just because that many people being around each other are probably not going to happen right now, so... Uh-huh. I'm going to go with the asparagus farmers trying to sell an energy drink made of asparagus uh-huh. um, to try to boost asparagus sales. Asparagus sales probably need a little boost right now. Yeah. I mm. feel like a lot of people don't like asparagus and it's just like an asparagus surplus. I don't really care for asparagus. You know what? Here's my hot take. Any vegetable is good if you roast it. And cover it in butter and salt. They're all better that way. Yeah, just do that. You can eat any vegetable if it's roasted. Or a little bit of oil and balsamic, like, mm, all you need. Mm. Seriously. Um, So, I will tell you that the first one is not correct. (sighs) Would you like a second guess? I feel like it's going to be Hitler. It's Hitler. God, I just didn't want people to vote for Hitler. But not the Hitler you're thinking. Not the Adolf Hitler you're thinking. Well, I know it's not actually Adolf Hitler. He's fucking dead. Right, I just, just mean someone voted for someone named Adolf Hitler. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here's the First thing. of all, who named that person that? That's a great. Nerd. And second of all, I don't care if that's the best guy in the world. I'm not voting for someone named Adolf Hitler. I won't be fooled again. <laughs> uh, so here's the story behind this, though is, uh, first of all, Namibia is a former German colony, which I didn't know. So they should know better. Well, but there's also tons of German-named stuff all over the place, and it seems like they're a bit removed from who Hitler really was for some reason. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, Germany themselves are very, like, they have a very rich history of feeling shame properly for for that and, like, not shying away from admitting that that was, like, very fucked up and they don't want that to happen again. Yeah, that's the thing is, I like, I just wonder how much information has been available <laughs> to, like, a colony. Something that's, like, was outside. left out of the information packets for Namibia. <laughs> so the guy, his name is actually Adolf Hitler. Oh. His father named him Adolf Hitler. Apparently, he says his dad didn't know who Hitler was or didn't understand who Hitler was. I kind of have a little bit of a hard time believing that. Yeah. Um, But this guy claims to have grown up and been like, oh, Hitler wanted to subjugate the world. I don't I don't like that guy. <laughs> like, but it's my name. So now he's just Adolf so Hitler. So you change your name. I'm extending a lot of like I'm suspending a lot of disbelief. You change <laughs> your name from Adolf Hitler to like Herbie Hitler or right. something, anything. But it's funny because this, this guy felt a need to like tell everyone, like just so everyone knows, I don't plan on taking over the world as a counselor in a small town in Namibia. <clears throat> That's how they all say. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's a real guy. Really named Adolf Hitler. Doesn't he? He's he's very anti-Hitler, but very pro-Hitler. You know what I mean? Anti that it's like Hitler. Just protesteth too much almost. <laughs> it's like, yes, you had to say it. But now because <clears throat> you said it, I kind of think that maybe you're going to try it. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's no winning if you're named Adolf Hitler is what I'm saying, except if you want to be counselor of this town in Namibia. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how much damage you could do from a counselorship. Don't test it. Famous last words. Yeah, right. Ooh. <laughs> counselorship sounds too similar to chancellorship. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, unfortunately. There is a new Hitler in power in the world. Fortunately, not that kind of Hitler, apparently. Time will tell. I guess so. As with all Hitlers, As time will tell. As with all Hitlers. Well, <sighs> on that note. Yeah. Why don't we take a break? On that lovely note. Uh, we are just swimming right along here. Let's take a break. No swim, shame. Swim, shame. And we'll come back with uh, whatever you have for us, which is apparently going to be really interesting. Yeah. I know you're really excited. Yeah. Uh, so we'll take a minute and we'll be back with more Goose Chase. space <laughs> you know what i hate when people do this lyric thing because i can never think of the next lyric i think yeah, that's why i don't I already like it can't think of the next lyric <laughs> it's something about that look on your face but yeah. that's all i can remember i'm so bad with lyrics like, yeah i am too honestly i'm not i continue to make these jokes <coughs> and song references but i'm not great at it i, I think i like, great at it i well chris and ben are really good at that 
Also, Jen Waltman Jen is Waltman the master. Can, Jen can recite like every entire song. songs with ease that I'm just like, I don't know how you do that. Like we, we'll, be, we'll be listening to something and you kind of look over it and she's just kind of like mouthing every word. And you're like, oh, my God, how do you do this? Yeah, I just I can never do it. I can't either. Chris and Ben have like me neither. So many like in particular rap lyrics just like. Yeah. Burned into their brains in a way that I cannot do. So I just sit there and smile like a dummy. I'm like, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, all right. It's me. Wait. Topic time. Yes. You got to tell me what you got because you've been all excited about this. Today, I'm going to tell you about the Brazilian icon, Flor Delish. What? Like, Her name like, is like, Flor Delish. Like it's, Fleur Delis, but Delish? Well... It's spelled F L O R D E L I S. It presumably also means Lily, but it's it's her name. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's pronounced Flor Delish. It, every pronunciation of a Brazilian person saying it, that's roughly what it sounds like. So yeah. that's what I'm going yeah, with. It sounds like Fleur Delis. So it's definitely like word It's play. related. Yeah. Um, she was born February 5th. I'm just going to launch into it. Okay. It's a, just, no, it's a ride. Okay. You said it started somewhere and goes somewhere very different. Yes. So she was born February 5th, 1961, and she grew up in the uh, Yacarazeno favela Ooh. in Rio de Janeiro, which a favela is like a slum or yeah. like a shanty town. And if you've seen uh, the movie City of God, that's what the favelas are. Okay. Um, so if anyone needs like a picture in their mind of what they look at, um, the... Yacarazano favela is the third largest in Rio, so it's like a really big one. Mm -hmm. um, when she was just 14, her father and brother died. She suffered a lot of tragedy in her life, but she found peace in the church and started singing um, in various churches. Mm -hmm. And it's like very jubilant gospel music. Okay. Um, so religion, we kind of have to talk about religions in Brazil. So largely, the, according to Brazil.org.za, approximately 90% of Brazilians subscribe to some religious ideal. Okay. Um, about 65% is Catholic, and that was the biggest portion for a long time. But in the past probably five to ten years, um, the Protestant population is growing and and more specifically like evangelical Protestant. Okay. Um is, like sort of like American evangelicalism. Like the, yeah, okay. it's twenty-two percent. Um and those are the kind of churches that, that Florida Leash frequented. Okay. And I'll get in I'll get into the rest of it a little more. But but religion is a big deal. It's very intertwined with like politics and everything yeah. in Brazil. Um so Flor Delish led a very wholesome life. Uh, she was married with four biological children. Eventually, her first husband abandoned her, but that, that comes a little later. But mm -hmm. she focused on good works, doing like social work initiatives and drug abuse programs, especially for young teens. Mm -hmm. And she began adopting children. Initially, there were a few. Uh, for a time, she had seven children, four that were biological 
and three adopted. And these seven will be important later. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Among her first adopted children was Anderson de Carmo de Sousa, who was 16 when Fleur de Leche met him. She was 32. That's a 16-year age gap, which will be important later. Okay. Um, Fleur de Leche then adopted 37 children all at once, whose families were killed in a tragedy in the favela. Wow. Um, she said this about this astounding adoption. One morning, one morning I woke up to a great uproar in my house in Yacarizeno. When my husband and I opened the door, we were astounded. There were 37 kids and teenagers fleeing a killing at the Central de Brazil, which is one of Rio's main train stations. Mm-hmm. So she decided to take in these 37 children as her own and adopt them. And that was kind of the beginning of her becoming like a Brazilian icon. Like everyone was floored by this beautiful act. They and were flared. They were flared. Um, and they, she continued to do like the good work she was already doing and her works in churches and these adoptions. Um, she eventually adopted more kids ending up with over 50 children total. Mm-hmm. Um, my first thought is I don't want like one kid and then like boom 37. <laughs> like it's That's a lot. Oh, it's like a lot. Um I'll pass. I'll just like donate some money or volunteer another way or something. <laughs> but not Florida Leash. Right. Um, so this is like a huge deal. Ginormous act of kindness combined with everything else that she does. She's like she became kind of a big deal in Brazil. I kind of think you can't adopt 37 kids and no one knows who you are. Like the, right. that word spreads. Right. So big, in fact, that there was a movie made about her called Basta Um Palra Para Mudar in 2009. Um, it translates to one change can make a difference or something like that. Gotcha. Um, it's not a little production. This is not like a B movie. This is huge A-list Brazilian actors. Wow. And it meant so much to some of the actors doing this because they thought she was doing such good work that many of them refused their salaries and said just, like, put it towards her, put it towards their family. Yeah. And they saw it as a, their contribution to someone who was doing so much good. Right. And all the profits went to Fleur Delish and her over 50 children and <laughs> I wrote, she acquired some more in there somewhere. <laughs> At this point, she basically was like Mother Teresa level before yeah. everyone found out that Mother Teresa was a piece of shit. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's a Mother Teresa element of just like, you know, uh, concern <clears throat> for like, poverty. It's con- like saintly. R- like Religiosity, you know, care yeah. for people and all that. That kind of the, that's the at least the image. So this leads to a very high-profile career. She becomes a professional gospel singer. She has multiple albums. Um, And so now we have to back up, like, just a little bit. Yeah. So if you remember Anderson de Carmen de Sousa, one of her first adopted children, who Mm -hmm. was 16 years old at the time. So at one point, he was in a serious relationship with Simone, which is one of um, Florida Leisha's bio daughters, which is a little weird, but sometimes happens when you have, like, adopted kids and bio kids, like... They're yeah. not related. Sometimes that will happen, but a little weird. Yeah, it's at least like a taboo. So he was like essentially her adopted child and also son-in-law. I don't know that they were ever married, but they were like in a serious relationship for years. Yeah. So they end up breaking up and then Florida Leash marries Anderson. So he is now her 
adopted child, former son-in-law, and now husband. Wait, really? Yes. Okay. And so she, again, she's 16 years his senior. She is his adoptive mother. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's not 16 at the time. <laughs> no, this is once, this is down the line. He's old, they're older now. Okay. Um, This is years later. Um, So, and. That's weird. He, it's, it's at weird. this point, is now. Uh, a high-profile evangelical pastor of their church that they formed called the Ministry of Fleur de Leche. Mm-hmm. So now they have income coming in by way of the, everything from the movie, um, her career as a gospel singer, uh-huh. and his career as an evangelical pastor of their own ministry. And she decides to further her good works by getting into politics. And politics in Brazil are extremely, like... Uh, are you looking for the corrupt. word corrupt? Yeah. Yes. They're, it's not good. Um, also, like I said, the religion is very closely entwined with politics. A lot of evangelical people tend to be, they skew conservative, like have a lot of the same problems that we experience here. And obviously we're supposed to have separation of church and state, but there's no such thing as that in Brazil. So right. there's no limitation. Um and it's kind of a big problem, but in the case of Florida Leash, um, you know, she she does such good things that everyone's like, yeah, like if anyone can save the world in a skewed, like horribly corrupt system, Florida Leash is going to get it. Yeah. So in 2004, she ran unsuccessfully for Sao Goncala City Council. In 2016, she ran for the mayorship of Sao Goncala City. And in 2019, she became a member of the Chamber of Deputies, which is essentially their Congress. And she received 200,000 votes, which is like a huge amount of votes. And she was the most voted woman in Congress in Brazil ever. Okay. Like everyone was just like, oh, yeah, Florida Leash is going to do this. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm voting for her. Like everyone knows who she is. She's a huge figure. You can spin that goodwill like a really long way. Yeah. So tragically, the same year that that she becomes a member of Congress, June 16th of 2019, her husband Anderson is murdered. Uh, Initially, they suspect a robbery, which is not uncommon in Rio de Janeiro. But nothing was missing, and he was shot more than 30 times in the groin and thighs. I'm sorry? Yeah. That's that's a message. That's a message. It's, like, really strange. And so, of course, police have to look into this. Like, Florida Leash is, like, crying and begging for justice. And he's – Anderson was the husband of this beloved political figure and icon. Like, they're going to take this super seriously. Sure. But then the tone and direction of the case changed drastically when they start looking into Anderson's phone records and then eventually into uh, biological daughter Simone's search history. And the police – Call, start calling this investigation Operation Luke 12. Do you remember anything about Luke 12? I don't. So Luke 12 is a book in the New Testament, and it's Jesus addressing his disciples. Mm-hmm. And so here's a couple iconic verses. A direct verse from it is, For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. A more like elaborated on 
version is, There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And this is the police's, their way of being like, we know what you did, bitch, and the world's going to (laughs) know. Okay, so they already have a pretty clear idea. Yeah. Okay. So it turns out everything in their relationship was not an evangelical paradise after all, which it so rarely is. Um, But after Anderson and Fleur Delish married and he became a successful pastor, he started taking more control over the family's money and organization within the family, distribution of chores and things like that. Um, And a lot of that money from the ministry was going towards like Fleur Delish and her luxurious lifestyle. And he may have started cracking down and preventing Fleur Delish from engaging in preferential treatment of some of the children. So some family members in particular took issue with this, namely who we'll call the A-Kids, which were those original seven, the bio-kids and the first kids to be adopted, of which Anderson was one. Um, So everyone she adopted after that, this first seven sort of see themselves as like the core family. and, And she saw them that way apparently because they received better treatment, more freedoms, gotcha. free reign of the home, better food. So the, probably everyone knew exactly where they sat in yes, this family hierarchy. Because the rest of the children basically lived in squalor. They were very controlled, limited food, only allowed to go to certain rooms. And when I say limited food, I mean like stale bread or like leftover pasta, sometimes just like rice and veg, which isn't horrible. But like – So she adopts all these kids. And she has all this money, and she still lets them be in poverty. Yeah. Some of them, yeah. So it seems like these kids maybe weren't adopted solely out of, of love and care, but for income and marketing opportunities and good press. Well, it worked, right? Like, yeah. That's, I mean, she t- catapulted herself by this. So the more police look into everything, they, they realize that things were actually very cult-like within the family. Um also, not necessarily indicative of anything bad or wrong, but Anderson and Fleur Delish apparently were into swinging. That's not necessarily a red flag, but considering how they it's, met. It's super counter to the image. Yeah, and the reports. Um, there were a lot of sexual relationships between everyone in the family. In, um, in the family? Yeah. So uh-huh. those so maybe not so good. Um, a witness, one of the adopted sons told the police that he had to endure an initiation ritual in which he had to wear all white. He was locked in a room. He was on a diet of plain rice and vegetables. He witnessed children writing psalms in their own blood, and there was a purification ritual in which he had to have sex with Fleur de Leash. Wait. I'm assuming this is one of the B kids. Yeah, this is someone who was adopted later. He said he had to undergo this ritual. This is dark. This is darker than I expected. Told you it was going to start one way and go to a very different place. (laughs) We're not done yet. (laughs) Writing songs in blood, I was not expecting. Yeah. And this is one person's account, but it seems like the police consider it pretty credible. Um, So it turns out Anderson's murder wasn't the first attempt on his life. There were several attempted poisonings and resultant hospital trips, but nothing that had been fatal. And since these were done mostly by poisoning food, other family members had gotten sick as well, but no one died. And 
when I mentioned looking into Simone's search histories, when they started looking into it, there were searches like, is cyanide legal? How much cyanide to use? Um, legal poisons. I know this isn't funny, but on some level, Googling is cyanide legal is it's pretty kind of funny. It's like dumbest criminals type yeah. behavior. So she claimed when the police confronted her about it that she was researching this to help the neighbors because their dog was killed and they suspected poison. So she was looking it up for them. Okay. Um, a likely story. It actually is a likely story, but weird. <laughs> Um, there were also conversations in their like their phone history of discussing hiring a hitman. Um, eventually, police discovered that a couple of the other A kids were involved in the murder plot of Anderson. Um, one named Flavio was accused of doing the shootings, and Flavio flipped on his brother Lucas, saying that Lucas had purchased the weapon for him. Um, there's also evidence that the police found that that uh, Florida Leash ordered the purchase of this weapon. Uh, so police come to the conclusion that about 20% of this large family are involved in the plot to murder Anderson, and they start to believe Florida Leash was behind it. And they have phone conversations and witnesses, but they can't arrest her. Why? In Brazil, members of Congress have parliamentary immunity, meaning oh. they can't be arrested, which is, I don't know, maybe one reason the government in Brazil is incredibly corrupt because it incentivizes criminals to become involved in politics. You know, in America, we know a little something about certain elected officials being immune to prosecution. And you yeah. know what? It doesn't it's go very so well. It's not so good. And consider the fact that she was elected to a position that grants her parliamentary immunity in 2019 and he was killed in 2019. Boy, it that, might have been very purposeful. Yep. Waited sure to make suspicious. any real moves until she could be protected. So she's accused of triple homicide, attempted murder, um, criminal. I don't know why triple homicide. Uh, criminal association, use of a false document, and identity theft. Mm -hmm. The police started to push for her status to be revoked. The last updates I could read, uh, I could really find, were from August. And so it's a little out of date. Presumably the case is ongoing and they're trying to revoke her parliamentary immunity so she could be charged. Um, but what's really odd about this is this happened just last year. How did I <laughs> How did I not hear this? No one has. This is bonkers. Like yes. this is big, big, crazy corruption. The only reason I know about it is because I think around back in August, a post from Imager started floating around in true crime groups. And uh. it was – um, someone from Brazil who was like, hey, this is bat shit yeah. and people should hear about it because it is like so over the top. I read a lot of news. This did not come across my it's, radar. It was hard to get information on this because a lot of it is in Portuguese, which I don't know Portuguese. Right. There's that barrier. Um, there are some articles from like The Guardian and stuff, but it's still pretty limited. Um, I watched a couple videos on YouTube. The first one I watched was from a Brazilian YouTuber because I wanted their perspective. Uh -huh. uh, the reason she stated for doing the video was that no one outside of Brazil knew about this, really. Like, it was super limited and felt like people should know this story. And um, I also watched – so let me get the name of these channels for you. Sure. Uh-huh. 
Dead air. Write it down. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, I I just can't believe that. Like like uh, I read I read the New York Times like all the time, and they cover a lot of international news, and it makes their front page a lot of the time. Yeah, I can't believe that something like this didn't yep. break. And through. I didn't see any articles from New York Times or anything about this. It just you know, hasn't. I don't know why, but it just hasn't. The, you know, politicians in other countries with even much, much smaller indiscretions make international news. Yep. So um, the YouTuber, the Brazilian YouTuber I watch is uh, Bibitex, B-I-B-I-T-E-I-X. Most of her videos are in Portuguese. So if you don't know Portuguese, the rest of her videos might not appeal so much. But this one is specifically in English. Can I ask you a question? Why didn't you learn Portuguese for this episode? I considered it. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't have the time. I don't think it would be that hard. And I'm letting everyone down. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and then I watched another uh, series of videos about this case from a group, uh, from a YouTube channel called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know from How Stuff Works. Oh. Um, it's three guys. It seems like they do this kind of professional, like this podcast is fairly professional. How Stuff Works is a legit operation. Yeah, and they I, they didn't do a bad job, but it was just that it's it was pretty conversational. Mm-hmm. They had clearly done the research and they knew what they were talking about. But the way the information was organized wasn't like i told it like the whole story you didn't give us a chronological like, story yeah it was like bouncing around because one person would say something and someone else would be like oh yeah and this and volunteer information That's they clearly what... knew what they were talking about but i was just like i had a stack of note cards and like when i was writing my stuff down i kept having to be like okay well the, this the, goes back here no card 13 <laughs> okay but no card one like yeah it was just Organization wise, something not like the this best. needs to be told chronologically because yeah. it's, it's a bit of a rise and fall. Type I was thing. trying to think of how I wanted to tell the story if I should start with how I heard about it and the end first. And I was like, no, yeah. this is gonna be a lot colder story if I start with how great she is and <laughs> tell you the beginning and then you see how wild and how much it goes off the rails. Because that's how the Brazilian populace experienced it too. Yeah. You know, is like someone beloved, you know, and then all of a sudden, whoops, maybe yeah. not so great. Yeah, everyone backed the wrong horse. 2019. Yeah, it's super duper recent. Yeah. So is she, they're currently trying to remove her protections. I thought I had read something that she had been removed from Congress, but when I went back to try to find the source on that, I couldn't find it anywhere. Right. So it it seems like, if anything, they're still attempting to do that. Um, And I imagine that that's not easy to do because. Probably not. Because. The rest of the the people responsible for making that change are the elected politicians who can yeah. draft new legislation. And if you do it to her, then make, you can do it to them. Makes them all vulnerable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that is the story of Fleur de Liche. I, like, I, I despair for the, the Brazilian population yeah. that is aware of such awful corruption, violence, and immunity to prosecution and they what can they do and you have to consider like even like the police investigating this everyone loved florida leash like she was huge sure she was so incredibly known and looked up to and put on such a high pedestal and then to think like 
okay, this like politician and icon just suffered this huge tragedy of losing someone she loves again. Like uh-huh. her husband is murdered, botched robbery. This is the worst. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like kids eating nothing but stale bread and only allowed to be in like one room of the house. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's out here being a gospel singer and politician and making money and being looked up to, and she's doing all of this stuff. Like, imagine the come down. Imagine the like. Well, every time shit. something like, every every time something like that happens here, you have a huge schism where you have people that are like willing to believe, you know, what seems to be the truth, the story the police believe, all that stuff, and then you have people who just cannot. Allow yeah. it into their heads. And so I'm sure it's very confusing to try and like decide what to think about something like this, especially because normally here someone faces charges and then we go, OK, well, that's enough reason to think that the smart people in the room yeah. are pretty convinced that this happened. But if you don't have that, everything has to feel like, you know, rumor, hearsay, speculation. Yeah. And I'm- it's in the because the claims are so intense and off the wall yeah. it's like it's so surrealistic it's like it's it must sound like pizzagate yeah do you know what i mean yeah except <laughs> totally real you know the other thing is i wonder what the state is in brazil of their their press i wonder if they have a free press or anything resembling it anything resembling the kind of free speech. I mean, there were definitely Brazilian articles about it. Right. I just couldn't read them. So I, I don't know exactly like how, what they're reporting or how much, you yeah. know, they're able to say, sorry, I have a headache. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> just like spontaneously developed. A oh no, I've had one for a little bit. Oh yeah. I just, I, this is a thing that <laughs> like, you know, I have a lot of blind spots in a lot of places I don't know enough about. But I, I wonder about where in the world, you know, wh- which I mean, because we're not the only nation that enjoys a very free press and freedoms yeah. of speech. Maybe we uh, have it kind of codified more absolutely than some other places do. But we're not the only country that has access to that. I wonder what the recourse is for like journalism in Brazil. Yeah, it might be one of the reasons that it hasn't really been heard of too much outside of Brazil. Yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm asking about it or thinking about it is because yeah, uh, that's that's how we stop, <laughs> you know, things like this from going undiscovered is yeah. you know, the press can write a lot. Uh- <laughs> Un- unfortunately, that's just something I don't know. Yeah. Specifically about Brazil, but yeah, that's why I wanted to tell it because I felt like it it hadn't been talked about a whole lot here. And yeah. so in a few months when it starts blowing up and everyone's talking about it, we'll know it's us. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, so I was at dinner with my dad and uh, his friend the other night. And um, he so he mentioned um, the Nexium documentary. Yeah. And how he, he really, you know, enjoyed watching it. He watched the one that's on Showtime, the one that stars India Oxenberg, and it's all about her, right? It's her yeah. story from her perspective. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I know about that. And my dad says, well, yeah, they did. You you guys did an episode on, on Goose Chase. And I was like, yeah, a year and a half ago or something like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, not that we're necessarily ahead of what people in the know know about any of these topics. Yeah. But we tend to be just a little bit ahead of the the general, I think, 
because we do a podcast, a research podcast, largely about things like cults and and things yeah. like this that interest us. So as soon as we see something about it, mm-hmm. we talk about it. We arrive on it right around the time that some producer somewhere would also stumble on it and go, yeah. "Hey, this might make a show in like a year, or this might make a book in like a year." You know? Yeah. So we're not really ahead of any curve, really, except for. It's what? funny because sorry, I'm yawning. It's just funny because <laughs> it feels that way because the right. you're right. The people who need to put something in development are getting it into development at the same time. We're able to make a podcast that takes an hour and a half to make or whatever. Yes. So, which is why we're able to maintain the illusion that Goose Chase has saved the is world ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> which is, of course, total bullshit. We are always I'm, behind. I'm also realizing that we talked briefly about the books that we got, and then you had to turn the heater off, and then we never actually talked yeah, about them. Yeah, dang it! Let's go back to that. I forgot. Yeah, well, we talked about the the box, so that was the really that important, was the important thing. Part. The box. It, it was, then it yeah. was wet. Yeah. So, so can we talk about that? Yeah. So Kirsten sent us uh, uh, some really very cool books that were uh, that she had uh, acquired for her episodes. So uh, we got some uh, interesting books. We got the Ted Kaczynski's uh, um, his manifesto, the right word at this point. I think so. Yeah. And uh, and a secondary book about Ted Kaczynski. Um, there's I don't want to talk too, too much about it because it might form the basis of our next okay. episode. But uh, there's one particular mm, yeah. book that she sent along that is, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll it talk was from about like it. an independent yes. bookstore that she found it at, and it's, it's and it's actually interesting. Cre- it's printed by an independent press that mostly publishes the works of one guy that I think I'll end up talking about because it looks like there's some material there. Okay. Uh, um, she also there she, was some. Some of the books about phone fracking. Fracking? <laughs> was that what's... Freaking. Freaking. Right. Fracking, fracking is, is when you get yeah. natural gas out of the ground. Yeah. Both uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there's a cool, like, hacker quarterly news, uh, which is uh, like a zine that yeah. I'm certain was also a reference uh, there. And a hardcover version of the book From Car Bombs to Cookie Tables, which... We know people who have uh, items published in that, like Chris Barzak. So yeah, right. Um, so we got a ver- hardcover version of that to keep down here. I feel like I might be forgetting one. I can't remember what all she's. If saying. I am, I'm really There's sorry. There's a bunch. Um, <laughs> uh, but-, but we're gonna add them all to our goose shape, our goose shaped bookshelf. <laughs> The goose shelf. If it wasn't so hard to make something like that, I would love to have a goose shaped bookshelf. Um. I just had this dumb idea of, <laughs> solely for the play on word, a goose chase. Like, uh, a, like goose a goose chaise, cha- chaise lounge. lounge. A goose chaise lounge. <laughs> oh, that's great. So it like lays out, but then also above the head of the, like the back where your head is, it keeps going up and it then there's a goose head that goes above your head. So you're tucked into the <laughs> neck a of a big, long goose neck and it's a goose chaise. <laughs> That's really good. You're just full of good ideas. Oh, something like that. Uh, I also briefly want to talk about the fact that Kirsten on her debt episode talked about a book that she she had referenced it um, in in debt, a couple of places. The first 500 years? 5,000. 5,000. Yes. She mentioned it uh, particularly when she was talking about the sort of like modern myths of how, uh, you know, 
people would maybe barter particular objects for particular objects before there was any such thing as money or for that matter debt right mm-hmm. so like the idea that we ascribe to people in the past <laughs> that, that it they, was like one for one yeah which um she pointed out isn't true and she used some citations from the book as well as she cited other things um yeah uh but i want to mention that book just because i bought that book after we talked like, i think in the middle of the episode i bought that book and have started reading it <laughs> and i'm real bad at like reading continuously now um yeah. and i so far have mostly read it at the doctor's office uh because that's a great place to do some reading mm-hmm uh, but I'm trying to do more reading and I'm really enjoying that book and it is very eye opening. Um, and the sort of conflation of like monetary debt and moral debt and all these like ways that uh, people are punished by poverty or kept in poverty. Like there's a lot of very, very interesting things that are kind of like. I don't want to say obvious, but they're when he when he explains how they work, they become very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really recommend that book. I'm super enjoying it. So thank you, Kirsten, for suggesting that one. Uh, and thank you for sending all those books along. The The main reason she did it was because she was just going to put them on her own bookshelf. But she had all her little notes and, and tags mm-hmm. and thought she might that we might like to have them and yeah, of course we do that's the other thing is she like specifically tagged pages and stuff and put like little notes around them and uh it's so cool and it's uh it's it's better than just receiving books it's it's receiving like her experience of reading those books yeah uh so. it's a curated collection of what's important in those books yes i like the idea of having a bookshelf related to things that we've covered yeah me too we can uh frame and store our uh our our uh piece of sea land that we own over there we yeah. have our certificate to sea land mm-hmm. our square couple of inches of sea land <laughs> uh and all our other related goose chase materials that, that i can't uh, think uh well no we kirsten sent us multiple things so those yeah. all have to go on there too including pressed coins and uh and uh uh what's the word i'm looking for postcards and uh things like that mm-hmm. we, have to, we have to basically put all of our goose materials together yes. um but anyway, I guess that's is that is that our episode. That's our episode. That's our episode. Fleur de leash. Fleur de leash. I must say, I'm positively flurred at this story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my jaw hit the fleur. They're <laughs> um, near the fleur. Uh, I'd like to do a follow up if we can find any more information afterwards about what happens later. I'll try to keep an eye out. You know, once everyone listens to this episode and then it just gets widely covered in the United <laughs> States, I'm sure we'll hear more. The truth the truth really is I bet everyone will hear about this eventually. I don't know exactly when, but if anything comes of this as I, far as like a serious prosecution. I'm surprised that people haven't. And the whole time I was doing the research, I was like, other people have to know about that. Like yeah. people have to have heard about it. They haven't. I'm I'm I think you might be onto something with the press. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is very surprising to me that such a big story that everyone in Brazil is like rocked by and is still ongoing would not be heard of. When more. you consider that how much corruption already exists within Brazilian politics, even if they have a free press, I bet they're not truly free. I bet they're yeah. threatened. So I would imagine that this story will only truly break when it really can and when everyone wants to distance themselves from her. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, anyway, 
Yeah, anyway. Uh, thank you, as always. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud horn is a little ruined for me now. <laughs> Hi. Remember the, well, yeah, so this is, this is in our, our group chat. So uh, we were talking about uh, these little clown bicycles and, and it became suggested. I, I believe it was between Jess and Kirsten, the idea of uh, 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 riding on a clown bike, doing a sexy seduction of some kind. And that just broke my poor little brain. A uh, sexy clown bike seduction complete with fern fern. Hey, that's a you problem. That is a me problem. Uh, probably for the rest of my life. Yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening as always to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Uh, we'll see you in another couple weeks with another episode. Have a good one. All right, bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. <laughs>